1: Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. And welcome back into BetQL Daily. Ed, Joe, and Aaron have the week off. I'm Chris Mack. Today, alongside Kate Constable, we have got you covered right up until noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, as we do every day here on the BetQL Network for BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific. Take us with you wherever you are in the world and whatever you're up to on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it. And like I said, literally... Anywhere you got cell service, you're going to find the BetQL network right there inside your Odyssey app alongside all your other favorite stations and podcasts. Also, go to BetQL.com. I, I pumped it up big yesterday because I really liked the piece because there was a ton of research involved in it. Kate had a great write-up yesterday at BetQL.com about the Home Run Derby and handicapping it. Guess who told you Vlad Jr. was going to win the Home Run Derby? Guess who told She did. She told you that Vlad was going to win the Home Run Derby. So go to betql.com and get insights like that from our entire team and all your five-star bets every single day once the second half starts up again as well. All-star bets. I'm sure we'll have some of those before the end of the hour in our lightning bets round as well. And I want to get into sort of tiering the teams in the NFC. I did it yesterday, Kate, with J-Rod on the AFC side. Being as you're in Chicago in an NFC city, I figure we could talk NFC today and kind of talk about which teams are locks for a playoff spot, which teams are on the bubble and which teams still have some work to do. Um, it was kind of spurred on by a, a, something I saw yesterday. So Jim Ursay was on the Pat McAfee show and said about their rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, listen, he's gonna have to play if he wants to get better. That's, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said, is Anthony Richardson's going to have to play if he wants to get better. We could, uh, we could put Gardner Minshew in there. Obviously, he might be better early on, have a better handle of the offense, but we have to get Anthony on the field. That's Shane, Shane Syke and their new head coach. That's his call when he decides to do it. The win totals for teams with rookie quarterbacks are all in the 6.5 to 7.5 range. on the Texans with C.J. Stroud, 6.5 on the Colts with Anthony Richardson, 7.5 on the Panthers with Bryce Young. So which of these three do you like, do you not like, and how do you kind of handicap the win totals on these three teams in particular, knowing that it looks like Young may start right away from day one? We're still not sure about C.J. Stroud necessarily, and it sounds like Anthony Richardson will take some time to ramp up as well.
0: Kate, I think you're muted.
2: I was muted. I'm sorry about that. Uh-huh. Uh, the things that uh-huh. I'm looking at, I know after all our issues early in the show, I'm probably giving you guys a heart attack here. <laughs> um, I, what, what I'm looking at when handicapping these rookie quarterbacks and their win totals is who, what kind of weapons do they have around them and what's their schedule like? Carolina, mm-hmm. I mean, their uh, they're receiving core – not great. I mean, one of the lower ranked units uh, in the NFL this season. Obviously, they lost DJ Moore to the Bears. And then if you also look at Carolina's schedule, I mean, two divisional games right out of um, the start. You're at Atlanta, at New Orleans, and then you go Seattle, Minnesota, Detroit, and Miami. Like, none of those games are a cakewalk for you. So all of a sudden, what? You start the season, I don't know, maybe you win two of those games. Two and four. Right. It just it, it feels like a, a bad start to the season in terms of getting out on a good foot. Um also a new head coach. So that's all to say. Carolina, I would go under seven and a half for those. Hmm. Indy and Houston, um, those are two that I might look to the over, and I'm probably more confident in the Colts over six and a half. And yeah, I I mean starting Anthony Richardson. Probably going to have some growing pains early on. But I think he has a little bit more um, to work with around him. So I'm looking at the over for for India. Houston, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, Houston, I think, is kind of a crapshoot based on I still don't know when and how they're gonna deploy CJ Stroud. If it's, you know, if he if he has a great training camp, is he in there week one? Um Anthony Richardson, I think it's clear now, especially from what Ursay had to say yesterday on McAfee's show, was um they may lean towards starting Gardner Minshew the first few weeks and let Richardson get his feet wet as the season moves on. Um, even if he's insisting Anthony Richardson has to play, it's more like, hey, he's He's got to get there, but eventually. Um, Bryce Young, actually, I'm not, I'm actually kind of high on the Panthers. And you make a ton of great points about the loss of receiving weapons, but I like the addition of Adam Thielen. I think that's a dependable target, especially in the middle of the field, red zone, third downs for Bryce Young to rely on, a veteran like Adam Thielen. You've got Hayden Hurst at the tight end spot, another veteran target in the middle of the field for Young to look to when things get a little crazy, which they can for a young quarterback. Um, I like being able to lean on Miles Sanders as a, as a one-two punch to Chuba Hubbard in the run game, but more so as a guy that we know can do things when, when he gets the ball on the outside in the pass game. Uh, I like the way they've remade the offensive line. Signing uh, Bradley Bozeman, I think, is a big move for them. Of course, Ikiakuanu now has a full year under his belt as well at the left tackle spot. So I actually, I, I like Carolina over the seven and a half here. And they've decided on Bryce Young early, right? They've decided, hey, he's mm-hmm. our guy. He's going to start. I I really do appreciate the fact that It's for Bryce Young. It's about, hey, I'm in there. Now I just got to learn. Now I just got to do. And it's not about, oh, when are we going to put you in there full time? What do you have to show us in order for that to happen? How much does your eventual backup who's starting in front of you, how much do they have to fail before you finally get that opportunity? So, for so many of those reasons and more, I actually like Carolina over the seven and a half. I think they could be a bit of a surprise and being in the weak division too, I think does help, you know, being in the NFC South. um, I think the more I think about the saints, the more I think Derek Carr can help sort of wallpaper over some issues down there. Uh, But it's still, you've still got Tampa in the division. Uh, You still got a very questionable Falcons team in the division. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the saints win the division with nine wins and, Carolina stays in the conversation down to the last couple of weeks and maybe goes 8-9. and I'm a very big believer in the Panthers.
2: Okay, okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I mean, I I know. That's not very convincing. You do make some very very good (laughs) points. No, it's it's really not of me. Um, I just – with what we saw, I know it's a completely different – You know, coaching staff Mm -hmm. and everything and quarterback. Carolina was just such a mess last year that they kind of just left a sour taste in my mouth. And that's not a very good reason to be handicapping in under or anything like that. It just feels like it's going to take this team, this organization, a little bit of time to turn around. So eight wins. But to your point of the weakest division in all of the NFL this year. So, yeah. I mean, I mentioned that they play Atlanta the first week. That could easily be a win for them, and maybe that you know gives Bryce Young some confidence straight off, right off the bat, and and they kind of start rolling from there. So, um, I can I can get on board with your point. I still am not going to bet it. I'll give you that.
1: You still you still think I'm crazy? That's okay. Say it. Kate. I do. I, I still I,
2: think you're crazy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I still think okay.
1: you're crazy. <laughs> That's why we're supposed to have these conversations. If you think I'm nuts, <laughs> you say, Chris, you're little. Uh, today. Um, And that's, but I, I see Maybe I'm putting too much stock in the schedule, right? Like, again, I look at it and see, okay, we've got six games against the inferior NFC South. We've got four games against a really bad AFC South too. I mean, who's going to come out of that division? So you're telling me 10 games on Carolina's schedule, are against teams that are kind of right there on their level, that have no idea what they are or what they're supposed to be necessarily. Um, To me, if you just win half of those, okay, we've made it to five and five. Even if you go four and six in those 10 games, all right, we're four and six with another seven games to compute. You win three of those, we're getting real close to the number there all of a sudden. Maybe, again, I'm putting too much stock in the schedule, but that's, that's where... It, it, and maybe too much stock in Bryce Young as well. Because I, I do have question marks about him, especially once he starts to get knocked around because of his build. Does he does he miss time in, in, in the middle of the year? And then what's that Carolina offense look like? Especially if, let's say he hits, a, hits the ground running and he's got a little bit of a groove. And Carolina is starting to see some positives early on from this revamped offense. But then, again, because Bryce Young is not exactly built like the big strapping quarterbacks we're accustomed to, he does miss a couple weeks because he takes a nasty hit. Um, Then that sort of sets everything off the rails. And all of a sudden we're talking about Carolina, at least in my estimation is more of that six to seven win team that you and everybody else uh, seems to have them pegged as, but it brings up an interesting question, which is how do we handicap the NFC as a whole right now, looking at this picture? We did it yesterday with the AFC, uh, Jim Rodriguez and I, and we kind of tiered the teams in the AFC. Hey, there's the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. Um, and then there's another handful of teams in that second tier. And then sort of the borderline playoff teams. So as we look at the NFC right now, do we have more than, I'll say, two locks to, to absolutely lock, stock, rubber, stamp? More than two locks, they're going to the playoffs. Mine would be Philly and San Francisco.
2: Mine would be Philly and San Francisco as well. The other, only other team I could mix in there, and I still don't think that they would jump either of those two teams on my rankings, would be the Cowboys. They should have, they should have success this season.
1: They should, guys. This is
0: a Uh Seahawks show. This is a Seahawks show. Oh, We we are not dealing with this 49ers. We don't know who the quarterback is. I guess it's Purdy, who played half a season, but it's Kyle Shanahan. And, oh, by the way, our secondary sucks, and our right tackle's gone. And, yeah, oh, but we're just – we're San Francisco, so we're putting them in the playoffs. So just had to let you guys know that.
1: (laughs) Seahawks fan has checked in. There we go. Yeah, big Seattle show this week. I have no yeah, ties to Seattle. to Seattle. I was there.
0: I was there once in July. It was beautiful for a ball game. <laughs> it was great. Um, I just think I love what the Seahawks are doing. Also, like I bet these in March where they were like five to one to win the West, four like plus four fifty to win the West. It's two to one now. I can't necessarily endorse that, but I just mm-hmm. like it's a two horse race in that division. Obviously, yeah. I think I think we are all putting the Rams yes. and the Cardinals to the side. I yes. just think it's a lot of credit we're a team that does has a completely wild card quarterback situation and it's just a lot of credit for Kyle Shanahan which i i get he has done it in at times we're talking about Brock Purdy man i just i think there's a lot about purdy man right i i think it's a lot closer than I I think it's, I think the odds now reflect where it should be. I just, I just think that this assumption that the Niners are getting to the playoffs, they got beat the hell up in that NFC title Mm -hmm. game. You can say, yeah, Purdy got knocked out. It was over before that, man. They were not stopping anyone from getting to the quarterback. Yeah. The Eagles may have gotten a gift call on a catch. That wasn't a catch. But they were just, they were completely outmatched in that game. Secondary had issues. There's a lot of issues in San Francisco, I think. Like, it, they made a great D line move, and like, Bosa's still legit. You know, they've got some good pieces on defense. I just don't know that they're this shoe into the playoffs that everyone kind of assumes they are. But,
1: minus 450 at Bet MGM, Paul. Minus 450 the Niners to make the playoffs.
0: Which means, like, saying. on the other side, it's got to be like, what, plus 350 something to miss?
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't have that yeah. in front of me, but you're probably yeah, that that sounds like a a, a solid number. That's you, that's it. You're just jumping at the big odds. I see what it is. Seahawks stand. It's a value I see play. what it is. Value play. Now, value I mean, play.
0: but Gino Stan, you know, did some nice things in the draft. He did. He did. Short uh, up the defense a little bit. Legion of Boom uh, part it- 5 or whatever. <laughs>
2: The Seahawks surpassed like all expectations on like a whole other level last year. They were they True. were their win total was five and a half. They won nine games. Can they do that but they again? Sh-
1: but they should have three out of four wins, no problem, right? Like at the bottom against the bottom half of their division. And so I right. start to oh, add yeah. up the wins, yeah. and, and, and I go, okay, they're they're at least the second best team in their division, and I. I think the West is probably the only division that produces uh, two playoff teams. Like I think we get three from the East, most likely, if the Giants stay consistent and steady. And we mentioned the Cowboys, and we know the Eagles. Um, And then I think you just get division champs from the North and the South. And the rest of those divisions are pretty disappointing. So Seattle is a playoff team at minus 120 right now at BetMGM. That's, that's solid, you know, and it's, the, mm-hmm. to be honest, it's the, it's the best number you're going to find. They're, they're, they're minus 125 in every other spot I've seen. So, all right, we'll give Paul the Seattle Stan, his Seahawks are a playoff team gambit. Okay. So we've, we've established maybe four teams in the NFC that are playoff teams, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, and Seattle. But what's the rest of the field look like? There's only six teams that are minus money to make the playoffs in the NFC right now up at MGM. What do we think the rest of the field looks like? We tier the teams and we go get after it. Next, alongside Kate Constable, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily.